Hallelujah. Well, I'm excited for today and where we are and uh, everything going on. So we have a lot of great news to share with you this morning and a great word and encouragement for this coming year. God has some great things in store for us. How many would agree? Hallelujah. So this morning, we're just going to dive into this and get going and, uh, and uh, see where the Lord takes us. Father, we thank you today for your goodness and for your grace. We thank you for all that you have concerning our lives. We thank you as we give our lives to you. You lead us, guide us, and direct us by your Holy Spirit. Lord, we want this year, we're believing for this year to be a year when we see intentional transformation work in our life. As we set these days aside for prayer and for fasting, seeking you, allowing your Holy Spirit to take his rightful place, leading and directing our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you are going to do just that. You're going to lead us, guide us, and direct us so that we would see your will and your purpose fulfilled through our lives in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Praise the Lord. So this morning, we've been talking about uh, just the road to transformation. I really feel this in my heart that the Lord has going to make this a year of intentional transformation. And as we said, when it comes to transformation uh, or, or to anything new like last year, in order for us to make this new year something new other than just the date, we're going to have to have some action connected to it. Would you agree? And so we also talk to you about that God's plan and God's purpose for our life is always a journey, not a destination. How many would agree? This is the journey, it's not a destination. And so what happens is, is that it is, a, it is discovered on the path that He sets for our lives. And He sets the course, and we intentionally follow. We choose to follow Him on the path that He has for our life. Now, as I found out that living and following God, His path is better than anyone I could design for my life. I've just been amazed. The doors God's opened up and the opportunities we've had in just serving Him, just saying, God, I'm going to serve you. I've learned this with God. If you take, if you, if you want to serve God with the preconceived idea of what you think God should use you for, you'll miss out. If you just go, God, I just want to serve you and see what happens. Amen. Then it's amazing what God opens up. You allow Him to be the director. How I many know oh, Jesus didn't pray, Lord, fulfill my destiny? Jesus didn't pray to the Father, say, Father, I've come for you to fulfill my destiny. No, he said, Father, I've come to do your will. Amen. And so there's a lot of things being declared out there that God's going to make sure you fulfill your destiny, you do this. And yeah, we have a destiny, but our destiny is to accomplish his purpose through our life. How I many know God's doing his will, not ours? And so when it comes to serving, and part of that in transformation is sometimes we've been talking about renewing our mind and just getting my mind back into right alignment with God's Word. And that is really a challenge. How many know that's hard to do sometimes? Because we get all things wound up and doing different things. In fact, I shared, and just look at a lot of things, and, and, and what's hard, the hardest thing for us to do is to read the Word of God without any self, uh, self-imposed perceptions in it. Just read the Word of God and let God speak for Himself. Amen? And let the Word of God speak to your life, and it changes everything. So I want you to see this more. Look at the cover of your outline. And this morning we're going to give you a little bit of a state of the church address. And this is kind of at the beginning of every year. We like to do this, just tell you where we are as a church. But before we dive into some of the, uh, the business side of this, I want to just give you a couple of, and just lay some foundation. Some of you are new. Some of you have been with us a long time. But 
for you to understand. In 1989, Sue and I moved here with our family, believing that we could build a work for God. I says, what happened? We just moved here. We were pastoring in Bieber. We were up in Northern California for eight years before that. We moved here, and that was over 28 years ago. This August would be our 29th anniversary. 2018 will mark 37 years of full-time ministry in our life, and it also will mark our 12th anniversary of opening the Lord's gym. Hallelujah. Amen. That's exciting. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a good hand. Amen. How have you done that together? Think about it. It's been an exciting journey to say the least. We may not be a mega church, but I believe that by God's grace over the years, we've been able to make an impact in this county with the gospel for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. And that's exciting. In fact, the other day, Pastor Sue ran into a, 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 a lady who attended our church for a long time. They attend someplace else. And she made this statement, and this is true. She goes, you, you and Pastor Don should, be, uh, uh, should, should feel good because over the years, you've raised up a lot of great leaders, and they're out doing great things for the Lord. Amen. And I, I want to agree with that. Now, in, in my flesh, I want to say, well, I raised you up so you'd stay here. Amen. But as long as you're out being good, amen, and that's the way it works. So just live by release and let people go and bless people and let them go. But think about that. You, you, we're supposed to have impact, amen? And so it's not about us being great. It's about also about expanding the kingdom. But look at this. I believe this, that if we were not here, the county would know we were not here. They would miss us, Amen. I also believe that we have only just begun to see what God will do as we unite our faith together to reach our county with His saving grace. You see, the last two years have been, a, have been transitional years in many ways, but I believe 2018 is going to be an intentional year of transformation in so many ways. Would you agree? So I want you to think about this. I believe that God is going to lead us both in our individual lives and in our corporate life together into areas and opportunities beyond anything we have experienced in him before amen i believe there's a reason that at this season we're buying this building i believe there's a reason that we're stepping out and doing other things because god wants to take us someplace we've never been before amen and that's that whole thing about being on a journey, not a destination, and walking it out with God and watching Him unfold it before. See, God's transformation is always for the purpose of kingdom increase. Why does God want to work transformation in your life? Because He wants to bring increase to His kingdom through your life and through my life. Amen. God chooses to work in the earth through our life. And when we allow him to transform us, his kingdom increases. Amen. And Paul said it like this. Paul says, I've lived for the kingdom of God. I've fought the fight. I've finished the race. I've preached the gospel. I've been obedient to the call. And then he says, there's, therefore, there's a reward laid up for me in heaven. So I don't know about you. If we live to increase his kingdom, we have the hope of a reward with God in heaven. Amen. How many know that? I just believe that. I'm kind of squirrely. But I believe heaven's reward is better than anything you could have on this earth. Amen. And so we, we, we shrink everything down and, and, and we minimize things, but just live with a greater idea of what God wants to do in your life. In order for this to happen, again, we have to be intentional. Intentional meaning something done on purpose and deliberate. And so we're talking about these nine days of prayer and fasting. We fasted and prayed last week for three days together, and I'm asking you to do that again. These first three days of each week, these first three weeks of January, that you would fast. 
fast and pray. And so starting today, fasting and praying, however God would lay that on your heart to do. And I said it last week that this may be, you may have never spent a season in a time of fasting and prayer, but it can be transformational in your life when you're just seeking God. And so setting something aside, do whatever, however you would pray about, however the Lord would direct you. I always found out this, when I go and read my Bible and the Bible talks about fasting, it's not talking about giving up, you know, your phone for a week. It's not talking about giving up that or doing this, that, you know, well, I'm going to go off Facebook or I'm going to, okay, those are all good things and they'll help you and they'll give you more time to connect with God. But fasting is when you take authority over your body and the number one thing your body wants to do is indulge itself. Amen. It usually wants to indulge itself with ice cream, potato chips, sugar, all the things that aren't good for you. Amen. And so, and so to think about, man, how could I survive if I don't eat? But God, I'm going to bring my body in the cell. I'm going to tell my body it's not the boss. <laughs> Amen? Hallelujah. Hey, little kid, you go up and talk to some of the little, somebody else's parent. They'll look at you and go, you're not the boss of my life. Amen? <laughs> you need to talk to your body like it's a kid. Amen? Tell it, you're not the boss of my life. Amen? And so in dealing with that, to give yourself to a season of prayer and fasting would be completely a new thing for you, but it could mark the greatest transformation and change in your life. Look inside your outline with me this morning. And I want, just before we go to this next part, I want you to understand that. When it comes to the church, I believe this with all my heart, there is no greater force on the face of the earth than the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no greater force. And the devil could care less about anything except the church being what God has called it to be. The number one attack against your life is to keep you from becoming a plugged-in, functional, contributing, kingdom-increased member of the body of Christ. He's happy for you to be. The devil doesn't care if you attend church. He just doesn't want you to become a member, functioning member, contributor, producer. Amen. He, he's not bothered by church attendance. Not bothered by. He, he, he doesn't want the body. He doesn't want the body to be connected and assembled as the body of Christ in the earth. Because the church is the body of Christ. Jesus is the head. Amen. And when the church assembles and becomes the body, we do destruction to his kingdom. So the church is the greatest force. So here's my question. Have you ever thought about how important your participation is in serving and giving to the mission and ministry of the church? That's time we don't think about your participation. Every one of us individually, we are so important to the mission and the ministry of the church. See, there's a corporate anointing to God's how that, that doesn't come any other way. We're going to read a few scriptures here, but there is a corporate anointing that you can't have. You may have run into it. The devil may have got you uh, off in things and people get offended. Well, I don't need a church. I'm just going to serve God by myself. But you can't serve God by yourself because God didn't save you to be by yourself. He saved you to be a part of him. And the only way to be a part of him is to be a part of the church, the local church. That's why it's so hard. And people go, well, why is there so much strife and so much division? Because the devil is fighting against the one thing that destroys his kingdom. 
And we either get smarter than him or we fall prey to his devices. When Paul says we are not ignorant of his devices, his number one device is to sow strife and division amongst people to keep you from connecting and functioning and producing kingdom increase. And he wars against that in so many different ways. So watch this. Ephesians chapter 2. Now, let's just read this together. Follow with me. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow what? Citizens. That means that you're a part of it. With the saints and members. Somebody say members. Look at this. Of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being what? Fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being what? Built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. So when the church is built together, Hebrews 10.25 says, Don't forsake the assembling of yourself together. When the church is built together, there is a manifestation of God's Spirit, a dwelling of God's Spirit that come that we call the corporate anointing that cannot happen just with you in your prayer closet. Do you understand that? So people think, well, you know, I just serve God by myself. I read Bible for myself. I don't need anybody connected to myself. That's like taking your kidney out and putting it on the kitchen table and asking it to function. Just take your heart out, lay it on your table, and say, go ahead and beat without me. Amen. It's not, it, it ha, members have to be connected. Are you with me? Amen. Cut your hand off, lay it on the table, and say, now, you know, build something. It can't. We have to, the body must be connected. Are you with me? So important. Look at what it says in Ephesians 4. He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Watch this. For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. That's why I said, have you ever thought about how important you are to the mission and the ministry of the church. Think about it. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the what? Unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. Not to perfect individual. Till we all come into one man in Christ. Are you with me? To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but, somebody say but. I love that word in the Bible, amen. But speaking the truth in love, watch this, may grow up in all things into Him. We're growing up into Him who is the head, look at that, who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what? By what every joint supplies. Wow. According to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. That's why connection 
is so important. That's why when you just get a hand people, handful of people, and over the years, I really believe God has blessed our church because we have an amazing church with amazing people who are plugged in. When we did our, 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 our end of the year, thank you for our volunteers and our workers and our leaders. Out of our church, we have over 176 people involved somehow serving in ministry. Come on, go ahead, give yourselves a hand this morning. That's amazing. For the size of our congregation to have that many people, that's like two-thirds of our congregation involved in serving and, 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 and being a part of ministry of those who regularly attend. And so we have other people call this their church. I just wish they'd show up every now and then. Yeah, I go there, I go there. I said, really? Awesome. Amen. So <laughs> anyway, but with that, see, it, I, I, that's not, I have to be plugged in. I have to be connected. Are you with me? How many know in your house that, that contention comes in the house when members of the family, when there's a slacker? And among, how many know amongst the kids? Sibling, rivaling, contention comes. If you got, I, I heard one comedian said it years ago, you're not a real parent unless you have more than one kid. Because you have to find out that two never come out the same. You can't make two exactly the same. Even with twins, we could get our parents of our twins to attest to that today. Two kids are never the same. Amen. And you wonder, man, I created a good one. Where did that one come from? <laughs> Amen. Then we start blaming the other person. They have your DNA. Amen. So, but with this, and, and so, which everyone does its part, causes the growth of the body for the edifying itself. In life. So the body only grows when we are each contributing. Are you with me? Amen. So watch this. So that's why it's so important. Ministry happens through you that we bring other. God connects you into the body. Not to be individual, but he pulls us into ministry. Ministry only happens through people who give of their time, resources, and talents to make it happen. That's how ministry happens. When you and I give of our time, our resources, and our talent to make ministry happen. God only has one plan for ministry. You and me. He doesn't do it any other way. He does it through us. And salvation is more than just forgiveness. It is restored purpose. Thank God. If you're here today, you don't know Christ, you can be saved. You can be forgiven. But when God saves you, he restores you to the purpose he created you for. And so, and when I say yes to that, then his kingdom, I live for his purpose. He created me. He created me for a purpose. The person that made this was designed this thing to tell time. And if it doesn't tell time, I got a little guy over here in Diamond Springs. I take it over to his shop and I go, it's not telling time. It was made to tell time. And he'll look at it and says, I think I can restore it to its purpose. And sometimes all he has to do is put a battery in it. Sometimes for you and I, we just need to get our battery recharged. That's why praying in the Holy Ghost is so important. That's why the Holy Spirit is so important in your life. You need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You need to pray in other tongues, building up, reju rejuvenating your most holy faith. Amen? 
uh, using what God has given you, but restoring it to purpose. If it's not working, if it doesn't work, it's not fit for anything else. It was created. Its purpose was to tell time. This little thing has a purpose, and it's supposed to make this slide go up and down another thing. But if it doesn't do that, then it's a paperweight or it's good for nothing. Are you listening to me? But it was designed for purpose. God designed you for purpose, and it's connected to his kingdom, and he wants you to bring increase into the kingdom of God so that when you walk through the gates of heaven, you hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I gave you the gifts. I gave you the talents. I gave you everything you would need, and then you took it, and you believed in my purpose in your life, and you brought increase to my kingdom. Enter in to all that I've prepared for you. Glory to God. Amen. So watch this. Think about it. In this area. God has no plan B. He has not designed any other strategy to replace us. We are all he has. How many could say he's in trouble? <laughs> We're all he has. Just think about it. God said, Jesus went about, he called these 12 guys. He hung out with them for about three and a half years. He said, hey guys, now I'm going to turn the kingdom over to you. I believe I can turn. I believe my kingdom can go through the whole world through you. Think about what God wants to do through your life. We are all he has. He has staked everything upon us, fulfilling his commission to preach the gospel to every creature. See, God's one and all. If, if we go back and read Mark chapter 10, we read about the demonic who got delivered, and he wanted to follow Jesus. Jesus says, you can't come with me. You can read it later. He says, what you need to do is go tell everybody what great things God has done for you. God's one and only plan has been you. That after you have experienced his love, and saving grace, his compassion and mercy towards you, that you would be overwhelmed with joy and peace, life and enthusiasm for what he has done for you, that you would burst out in testimony, like the demonic man telling others of the great things he has done in your life. Hear me this morning. History has proved that every plan the church has ever devised through marketing programs, social marketing programs, social ministries, media, various other means to reach people with the message of the gospel is a weak replacement for the power of the testimony of just one person to one other person. There is nothing we will ever do as the church that is more powerful than you speaking to one other person about what God has done in your life. Amen? There is nothing more powerful or attractive than the testimony of a life touched and changed by God. There's no greater calling card to bring people to church and to cry than the invitation of one to one. Here over there, everybody wants to argue about the Bible. I said, you can argue about all you want. You can believe it's not true. You can say it's written by men. You can say it have errors in it. I just know this. It works in my life. What's written in the page, I have, I have too many Bible experiences for you to say this is not for today. My life has been changed by it. I have everything it says. I have the joy that it says I can have. I've been healed by it. I've had miracle healings in my life. I've seen others healed by the word of God. Amen. I've been transformed. I'm sorry, you're too late. If you say the Holy Ghost is not for today, I already have a Bible experience. I'm speaking in tongues, praising God, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. 
I've prophesied. I've seen his gifts work through my life. Are, are you listening to me? I've experienced laying my hands on the sick and see them recover. So you can say anything else, but I've already experienced that God is true. And a man with an experience will always win over a person with just an argument. Amen? Amen. So think about it. For all of the billions of dollars spent to find creative ways to get people to come to church, there has not yet been found a more powerful and effective tool than your testimony. There is nothing more powerful and effective than your testimony and your personal invitation. Hear me this morning. Nothing can replace you. Nothing can replace you in building God's kingdom. Think about this morning. What is the purpose of connection? God has always called people as a group. God didn't tell Noah, no, I want you to build an ark just for you and your family. No, he preached righteousness for a hundred years. And, and he invited everybody to get in. People rejected the invitation, but the ark was built so that more than just Noah and his family could enter in. Anybody who would have accepted could have entered in. Are you with me? God called Abraham to be a father of nations, not just to have his own children. Amen. Think about this. God called Moses to lead his nation out of Egypt and bondage, and he brought them out as one man in Jacob. When God speaks of Israel, he always speaks of them as one man, as a group in one identity. Are you with me? So important. Israel. His name in Jacob, in Israel, one man. So when we say Israel, Israel was before his name was changed, was Jacob. When we speak of the nation of Israel, we are speaking of one man. A Jewish individual is one person in Israel, in Jacob. Are you with me? Think about it. So watch it. And then Jesus, as the firstborn of the head of the body, the church, came. When you and I are saved, we are taken from being one man in our own self and baptized by the Holy Spirit into one man in Christ. So we are the body of Christ. We are members of his body, the church. The church is a body, not a building. Could you say amen? amen. That's who we are. The church is an organism, not an organization. Well, what about all the religion? Well, religion is when man gets an idea about God and reads it into the scriptures to prove he's right. And then we formulate around an opinion instead of around truth. So think about this. 1 Corinthians 12 says this, 12 through 14. For as the body is what? And has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Or just as your body has all its members, but you're one body, that's the way the body of Christ is. For by one Spirit, we are all baptized into what? One body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free. And we have been made to drink into one Spirit, for in fact the body is not one member, but many. Wow. And then Romans 12, 25 says this, So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Whether you like it or not, I'm part of you. Glory to God. <laughs> you may not like me as a member. I may be a ward on your nose, but bless God, I'm in your body. Hallelujah. <laughs> We're connected. Hallelujah. Amen? So think about that. So what happened? When we're saved, we're given a new identity with redefined values and new purpose and direction. Our identity is now in Christ. Our value is as a set member in the body of Christ. People say, I just don't feel like I have any value. 
Well, that's because you have a preconceived idea of what value is in Christ. Amen. You have spiritual value. And unfortunately, we come in a society where, <clears throat> where everybody wants to be valued, everybody wants to be accepted, but it's all natural. But your value is what you add by the Spirit. I can't add anything natural to a spiritual body. It has to be a spiritual supply. Are you with me? And so I have to connect with God in that realm. I have an identity. I am in Christ. My value is that I'm a set member in his body. Our purpose and direction is the edification of the body and being witness for him to our world and in our generation. Amen? So this morning, just before I go any further, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me just for a moment. Father, this morning, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for the church. I thank you for the body of Christ. And Lord, I pray this morning right now over your people. Father, I pray that each and every one of them would know how valuable they are to your kingdom. And Lord, I come against every lie. Lord, I don't know what people have had to deal with. I don't know what they've been going through. I don't know what the enemy has tried to say or other areas or circumstances or situation currently or in the past. Things, there might be people here this morning, Father, that used to be involved, but for one reason or another, they're backed up or pulled away or doing different things. Father, I come against every lie of the enemy that would cause him to be disconnected. I'm believing for a year of intentional transformation, Father. I'm declaring it in this year, in every one of our lives, that every lie of the enemy would be exposed, that we would have eyes that see with clarity and truth, that we clearly hear your voice, that we clearly have confidence and peace, that we are being led by the Spirit. Father, I'm declaring that over your people this morning. And while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if there's been anything in your life in the past, you've had any reservations from anything that have held you back from being connected, I want you just honestly right now just to raise your hand because we're going to pray and break that thing in Jesus' name. Is that anybody in here this morning? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Amen. Hallelujah. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we come against the lie of the enemy. The devil comes to sow division and to sow strife, to separate, to divide, and to conquer. And Lord, today we break that in Jesus' name. I speak your healing over each person's life. Father, we're, we, we, we can't undo the path, but this one thing we can do like Paul, we can forget the path and we can move forward and we can claim the victory in Jesus' name. I want everybody to pray this out loud. Father, today I come in Jesus' name. I'm letting go of the past. I forget it. I release it. And today, I purpose, I intentionally choose to leave the past and look forward to your purpose being fulfilled in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, if you agree, give the Lord a good praise this morning. Amen.